Hello and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I am your host, Cara Westworth, and today I am joined by my friend, Amanda. Hello. So, how are you, Amanda? I'm pretty good. I'm very shell-shocked after watching this movie last night. Yes, we are back into a good old-fashioned 80s Tom Cruise movie, and I guess we picked it because hey, you hadn't seen it, but yes, also because... I don't know you, how I avoided it. And you love the 80s. Yes. And you've seen all the other key 80s movies. Mm-hmm. So, we were, I'm really glad that we found one that was kind of up your alley, Yeah, but uh, also hadn't seen. So it is 1983's Risky Business. Mm-hmm. It is. It was directed by Paul Brickman. He's one and only film he ever directed. Oh, wow. Apparently the experience was not great, and he was like, no, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for yeah, me. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so how did you like it? Um, well, to be honest, I felt a little bit cheated in that I've only ever seen the first, the um, clip where he slides across the floor. Like that's all I knew of the movie was the Ray-Bans on the front cover and him sliding across the floor in his shirt and his socks to old time rock and roll. And I thought, mm, what a jaunty teen 80s flick this is going to be, a la Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I thought that's exactly what I was in for. And then, oh boy, I did not see what was coming. That's exactly how I felt. I, I <laughs> had never even thought about watching it because I assumed it was just some dumb, you know, frivolous teen boys want to lose their virginity. Yeah. Kind of, they get into a risky situation. Yeah. And, I don't know. And as it turns out, it's really dark. Yeah. Well, for the first little part, I was like, this is feeding every, into everything I thought it was because there's that foreshadowing of, oh, maybe he might get bad grades because of he's obsessed with a girl because he has that dream about the girl and then or maybe he's going to wreck his dad's car because he's getting into the Porsche when he shouldn't be and all that like kind of fun innocent stuff and I was like oh this is exactly what I think and then nope just takes like a really grim downward (laughs) yeah like wait a second this isn't John Hughes at all (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll we'll go over the basic premise of the movie Mm -hmm. So it follows Joel. He is from a wealthy kind of family. He lives in like a wealthy part of Chicago. Yeah, and like like Michigan. Yeah. Mm. And he has a pretty all right life. He has very strict kind of control, not controlling, but just like kind of helicopter parenting. Yeah, kind of like a, enough that they would notice the dials on the equalizer if they'd yeah. slightly been touched. I was yeah, like, so well, this is foreshadowing. Really intense about like. <laughs> What what do you think this is? You can't just ruin everything. You can't just I... change the base. Yeah, it was it was really. I always thought that was like a really strange. Um, oh, what is it? A preponderance of base. <laughs> preponderance. Like, excuse me, that's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> so they get, they kind of set it up that because um, they're going away on a holiday without him, and you know the dad sets it up like, don't touch my son, don't I want everything to be good, and the mum's yeah. kind of a little bit more chill and just just use your best judgment. Use we your trust best you. judgment. I mean, he's like a senior and it's his final Mm. year and they know that he's, you know, very academically inclined and really wants to get into a good college and, you know, so they're not too worried as they probably should be because, (laughs) as it turns out, he's easily influenced by, like, one friend in particular. Miles. 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 What a douche. And then Miles was, like, the biggest nerd of all. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of like... And he was talking about a dream. Oh, no, he was talking about actually an encounter with the babysitter. Yeah, and yeah. And there were, I think it was just a dream. I don't think that encounter actually happened. Yeah. And he was, like, implying that he did it with her. 
Yeah. And they're like, as if you would have ridden your bike and gotten straight out of there, which is true. Because yeah. and he, his whole thing was like, I don't want to be distracted. I want to. Yeah, he can't even. He couldn't even fantasize about her because he, like the fantasy would turn into the cops showing up and be yeah. like, get off that babysitter. Yeah. It was, yeah, like a lot of like repressed things inside of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes good. I mean, if it means getting good grades, you can do what you want after yep. high school, I guess. But he was really kind of weird about but there's a lot of pressure on good grades just so you can make money like your parents did like yeah like a lot of that like you need to get into a good college so that you can make money like your parents did and stay in this like affluent society i guess and the dad went to princeton which Mm. is where he's ideally wanted to go to and to get into an ivy league school i guess you have to suit a certain standard or be rich enough to pay your way in i guess yep uh wow american colleges hey So Miles, yeah, is just a real jerk and it's kind of like sometimes you just got to say fuck it. Yeah, and what the like, fuck? Well, yeah, because, yeah, got to say what the fuck. Oh, Cara, you've ruined this, oh, the whole phrase. <laughs> you got to say what the fuck. And that, that's kind of like the mantra throughout mm. the movie. So one day Miles is over and he call, goes through the, like, the classifieds and finds, <laughs> goes through all the, like, the sex worker adverts and actually calls one and to come to his house, to Joel's house. And Joel's like, that's not funny. Give me the number so I can... Please call her back. And he's like, what number? And then eats the newspaper. <laughs> uh, classic eats the newspaper, man. Like, what? Oh, my God. So, like, I guess it's, they're so naive. But yeah. Like, how is he going to pay for this? And the mum left like 50 or $75 or something. Yeah, I love how she was so specific about the money too. Yeah. Like this is this has how much you have for food. This is for just in case. Yeah. Like, okay, I was trying to keep the mouths. Like this is how much money he's walking around with. Can he pay a, a sex worker? Yeah, you know, he, he really couldn't. Um, so it turns out... And this is a thing, like, I was really worried when I first watched this, when the sex worker turns up, Mm. how they're going to approach it. Because it turns out it is a black trans sex worker. Yeah. So she, you know, it could have easily become really transphobic. I was like, oh, no. I know. As soon as she turns up, I get like... Yeah. (laughs) But I think considering it was the early 80s, they actually handled it a lot nicer than they could have. Like, his, his face was kind of like, oh, no. But I think... He would have, no matter who would have turned up, really. Yeah. I think he would have freaked out about. Yeah. And he even, like, he used the correct pronouns when he was, like, yelling at, he, you know, <laughs> he, he didn't say anything about, oh, no, no, this horrible, you know, this horrible thing's happened. He's just like, she's here. Are you coming to sort this out? Yeah. And Miles like, yep. no, I'm not. I'm playing cards. Yeah, and even when Joel mentions, oh, there's been a mistake, you can tell he's talking about, there's been a mistake that there's a sex worker there at all, yeah. not about her appearance. Or, yeah. yeah. And she was surprisingly chill like yeah she's like and she and she leaves like he has to pay her the 75 dollars for her the inconvenience because mm-hmm. they live quite far away from the city yeah and you know joel's like i'm really sorry he's the money's and um the sex worker jackie is like here's a number for lana it's what all you white boys want yeah and yep. leaves a number so he ends up calling it and he has like Oh, he's trying to have a wank. I can't, yeah. I'm like, oh no, you can see him like touching himself. And then he has another dream fantasy about. Who has that? He's got this blinking cash, checks cash, yeah. neon sign in his room. Is that the I'm like, mm, in okay. the 80s? Okay. Where do you get that? Weird. He must have gotten the, the tip and. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. And like, how do you sleep with that flashing? Usually, yeah. if you live in a city, like. Have... You're setting yourself up for police related yeah. dreams. Yeah, you have that's a flashing true, yeah. red sign because yeah, it turns his little fantasy turns into the cops raiding his house because he's like making out with <laughs> the uh, babysitter again. So um, he's like, "Oh, I'm all full of pent up, you know, energy." So he ends up calling the other sex worker and uh, from his football helmet or is it like wrestling oh, yeah, yeah. helmet or yeah. where he have a <laughs> 
from the safety of my helmet, I will yeah. call. And so anyway, he had the the um, strength to call with his little helmet. And so he calls her and she turns up. He falls asleep. Like, he, he knows that she's coming and then he falls asleep on the couch. Yeah. And then she tries, she just, well, makes herself at home, just walks, just walks Straight in. in. And, like, I don't know if that scene where, you know, she's there and they end up, like, she strips and he puts his hands up her dress and, like, takes it off and really, like, it's a lot of nudity. Yeah. I guess with these 80s, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, they... I can't work out if that was, like, a fantasy. His or it was... Yeah, or if it was real. Because the, the doors blow open all the leaves Yeah, all the leaves come like, in and it's, like, really, like, the ideal way for someone to lose their virginity. Yeah. Like, really sexy and really, like, yeah, fantasy sort of base. I don't know because, yeah, something... You see he has all these fantasies that turn wrong and, like, there's some weird shots where it's just from his perspective. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that was actually what happened. I don't imagine a 17, 18 year old boy fucking for the first time, <laughs> like having such a classy. And, yeah. they, and then they see him doing on the stairs. On the like stairs. A, I'm like, a, that's just uncomfortable. Yeah. There's a whole bedroom up there. Like, is he too embarrassed to show him? His, he had, did have a single bed. True. Yes. Yep. So maybe that was why. And then, then on like this, ch- looks like a computer chair, but it wouldn't have been, which has been like a really 80s. Yeah, I'm assuming that's where chair. dad listens to his music. Yeah, yeah. His, his leather, yeah. weird high back chair. And they do it in that. And I'm like, if the dad notices like the audio stuff, he's going to notice that someone's like little bodily secretion <laughs> on, <laughs> on his precious <laughs> music listening chair. So yeah, but then the adventure start with his new sex worker friend, and I've immediately forgotten her name, Lana. 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 Yeah. So Lana is. She I mean she's about not much older than him. Mm-mm. They kind of imply, and she they keep calling her a call girl, and she kind of won't leave because he owes her three hundred dollars. Yeah. I guess it's fair enough. He panics because he doesn't really realize how much that was meant to cost, so he has to go to the bank, cash a bond. Come back and she's disappeared. And she's disappeared with his mum's prized possession, which is a glass a egg. crystal egg. <laughs> it's like I looked up it's like Steuben or something. It, okay. it was actually like a really famous company. They did like candlesticks and a lot of crystal and everything and they went bankrupt in or well, they closed down in twenty eleven because People aren't into crystal, which is funny because I collect crystal. So, ah. uh, I, you know, I, from this movie, I'd probably collect a crystal egg now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm look into that. That egg. So he takes that and he was really angry because the egg's probably worth a lot of more money than the $300. Yeah. So he and another, what's his other mate? Is it Miles again? Yeah, Miles. Again, yeah. They, yeah. they like hunt her down and like are going to confront her, but they kind of chicken out. And then it ends in a high speed chase in his dad's Porsche <laughs> that he's not meant to be driving at all. With Guido the, the pimp. The Guido the killer pimp. The killer pimp. <laughs> That's the chasing them. And it's like, it's the, um, I, I, all I can think of is he's the guy who was the captain in Bad Boys. Like the one <gasps> he's like, is? Woo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. And he's so young and he's so, like, he's such a seedy. He is. Like his yeah. hairy chest and a big gold chain and like his weird little fringe. Yeah. Yeah, he's really gross. It's like a high-speed chase, which is intense. Like, what is it, nine, Porsche 928, I think it is? And yeah. And, like, just zooming around doing a high-speed chase. Yeah, so he gets – she comes back into his life and she's like, I can't give you the egg back because it's at my place, but Guido knows where – like, it's Guido's place, so. Yeah. And, yeah. So I need to get my stuff to get your egg, so you have to help me. Yeah, yeah so he's, lo- like, ro- um, roped into it. Which is very exciting for him. Like, this poor kid, like, he's, like, freaking out the whole time because he's 
got exams coming up yep. and everything and she there is a sex worker there just being like, <laughs> well, you got yourself into this mess, which is true. He yeah, did, it is he true. Did yeah. not have to call a sex worker that he couldn't afford. <laughs> And then leave her in his house, like, just... And when she starts looking at everything, like, looking at the candlesticks, yeah. I'm like, what What have you done? Like, yeah. you fool. You're just going to school and leaving some, a stranger who's already stolen something from you. Yeah. Alone in your house. Oh, that's... Uh, I was like, why was he... Why did he leave her back in the house again? Because he's like, you have to leave. I need to go to school. And mm. she's, like, refusing to. And then he goes and tells his friends who are picking him up, like, ah, oh, she's still here. I'm trying to work it out. And when he comes back, she's like, I had a really nice time last night. So he, like... <laughs> She gets back at him, like, because yeah. his face just softens. He's like, oh, did you? Because obviously they rooted again. And yeah. he's like, oh, she needs some... Uh, so that's how she gets to stay because yeah. she, like, appeals to his, like, fragile masculine, like, I'm a good root kind of... Uh, yeah, so I think... Is that, is that about when the point where she, like, proposes that... You have so many rich friends. Oh, yeah, because when he gets home from school, another sex worker is there. Yes. And he's bailed up his friend out the front being like, did you sleep with Lana? And he's like, yeah, no. Yeah, because his friend just come, walks out of his own house, like, <laughs> yeah. n- like nothing. Yeah. And he's like, no, I didn't sleep with her. It turns out he like slept with the other. The other one. Another one. And and they realise how much money these kids are walking around with. Like, yeah. this kid just had $100. Like, how rich are your friends? Yeah. And he's so like, it's a light bulb moment this is, for This Lana. is a pretty good, like, this could be really good lucrative for you and mm. of course he's like probably don't want to turn my house into a brothel yeah. even though my parents aren't here to <laughs> stop me which is a sensible choice yes like, um and uh our friend guido comes back and there's a yeah. fighting on the lawn and yeah, the little kids like a, are watching yeah, neighborhood kids and poor although um Joe, tom cruise is so like and he's wearing his little sweater top and his little shorts he's like oh you sweet tiny baby boy <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so like, young so young and also i noticed he had really clear skin which in all the right moves uh he had lots of pimples so oh. i'm like i wonder which tom cruise like if tom cruise had smooth skin or if he yeah then how do you make pimples come anyway mm-hmm. oh, i was fascinated by that yeah he was so baby. oh and also i um i looked up Apparently, he was quite, Tom Cruise was too well-built for this role. So he yeah. actually, like, starved himself. Oh, wow. To, for a few weeks. Um, and then, what did he say? So he shed weight to look younger because he was 21. Yeah, he um, lost all this weight and then did something with his diet to put on, like, a little like a layer of fat to make him look oh, like wow. a bit more puppy fat. Because <laughs> like, yeah, he does look 17. Yeah. Like, he looks like a baby. So, and, yeah, it was really fascinating. It was too... Yeah. Too muscly because his last <laughs> the movie he'd done before was The Outsiders, so okay, he would yeah. have been pretty wiry. Yeah, in that. Have you seen that one? No, that's a pretty good one. It's like all the handsomest eighties actors oh, yes. all together pretending good. they're from the fifties. It's a good time. Good, yes, I love eighties <laughs> does fifties. Yeah, <laughs> like Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing yes. would be one of those. Yeah, yep. I never, which I never knew was set in the fifties. I always thought that it was um an eighties movie, and then oh it took yeah, me ages to figure because out because it's at like that. Like that country club kind of yeah. holiday resort place, so you don't really get to see it. You don't really see many cars and things yeah, like when that. Yeah, I remember that would seeing, date it. when I saw some of the cars, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait I a figured second. out when this is set. And then I suddenly never understood why like sexy dancing was such a thing. Oh anyway, yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a bunch of things happen. He basically is like starting to lose control, mm. and it kind of culminates in him getting into a little bit of an argument with Lana. Yeah. Smack some pot at the park. She's very easily influenced. She's yeah. like, he's studying and she's like, do you want to go get some ice cream and get high? He's like, all right. <laughs> like, oh. 
It's like, is there a slicky BJ in there? Like, I don't know, he's there so easily led astray. So, yeah, they have a little bit of an argument, which I get get why she was a bit upset at him because he kept, like, sort of needling her about, you know, Tell me about your family, your yeah. brother. Why, you know, why aren't you in school like your brother? And she's like, yeah, I'm sick of you, like, trying to make me feel bad for yeah. my choices. And she storms off, but uh, because they're high, they've actually locked the keys into the Porsche, mm-hmm. and that Porsche rolls down the hill. Oh, and, and he's trying to stop it with his body. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Which, you know, real Tom Cruise would have been able to do that, but not <laughs> 17-year-old Joel. <laughs> um, like he sort of picked it up and chucked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it ends up like I love how it rolls down onto the jetty, and he's like, "Oh, thank God!" Thank you, and, and then it just whoosh into the water. <laughs> I, oh, I I've always grown up liking Porsches, so that made my heart sink. Like, oh. oh my God, and just knowing that your dad. Oh my God, it was, I would have just I just would have drowned drowned myself in the lake. I'm like, well, this is me done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was that was very Ferris Bueller vibes. I yeah. was like, now it's going to be about fixing the car. Yeah, that's it. That's where it kind of I guess it really does get dark because. Mm. You know, he goes back to school. He misses an does he miss an exam or something? Yeah, because he's trying to get the school nurse to write him um, a reason that he wasn't there. Yeah, and he didn't have mm. a doctor's note or anything. And yeah, she was just like wouldn't even talk to him. She was just like waving at him to <laughs> piss him off. Um, she had excellent nails. I was oh, yeah. big long big nails. <laughs> and so he kind of loses at her, and he ends up getting suspended because he's like he's missed an exam. He kind of manhandled. The nurse. The nurse. Yeah. And so, yeah, everything's kind of spiralling out of control. And, you know, if he's going to trick his parents into thinking he did all right all weekend, then what's he going to do about the car? So that's when Lana's plan to turn his house into a brothel for a night becomes a reality. (laughs) And that scene grosses me out because it is like statutory rape, right? They were all like underage boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah, It's like some really young boys and they're like all these Beautiful, mostly almost all white. I think, yeah, white. Yeah. But then I guess they were catering to what the audience would have liked, which was mm-hmm. white boys like pretty older white women. So. Yeah, gross. And it's kind of a weird scene. Like he hides all these beds and stuff. Yeah, when they were buying the beds, oh, yeah, it's like oh, that makes it very real. Yeah, like it's this isn't just you know they're gonna make out. Yeah, you know, finger them or anything. It's yeah. like, oh, am I actually like, gonna ugh. do it anyway? So uh, that's that's where the um one of the most famous scenes in the movie, apart from oh, we didn't even talk about the sliding in scene. Slidey, slidey. Yeah, that's like that's why it's so so innocent still because you know he after before he does the whole you know got to say what the fuck thing mm. he he does it by. He pours himself like a really like shivers regal. <laughs> it's like mostly whiskey and yeah, like and a, then dash of coke. a dash of coke on the top and oh. a crystal glass. <laughs> and he's making that like TV dinner, yeah. but he's he hasn't put it in the microwave, so it's frozen. He and he realizes <laughs> he realizes it's frozen. Instead of going and putting it in the microwave, he just eats it like a just popsicle. Just like yeah, it like starts suckling it. Like, Ew, it's like just like fish or something too. It's so like gross. he's trying to rebel, but he's it just really drives home that he's such an innocent boy. Yeah. Like he's a boy. He can't and then figure he, out yeah, life. And he changes all the settings on the stereo <laughs> and cranks uh, old time rock and roll mm-hmm. and does the whole thing. And I love that scene because that, that was all improvised. Like he and the director yeah. just went and just like you guys, like the script said he dances around. I read that he um, – oh, I saw an interview with Tom Cruise where he said he, like, buffed half of the floor and left the other bit, like, rough or dirty yeah. so that when he slid in, he'd stop right in the yeah. middle of the frame. I'm oh, like, so yes. Like, one of his first films, he's like, hmm, how can I make this look really, really good? And yeah. It's an excellent scene. And, like, he – and Tom Cruise is not a good dancer. Like, there's a lot of examples of him dancing. Like, 
Tori Hunter, for example. Like that's <laughs> that's as good as said. But he actually was like, all right. Like, yeah, he, he did a really good knee slide. Yeah, and like he was oh, and he goes go, slides up like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm like whoa. Like, and he actually job. like seemed to have a bit of rhythm, so he must have really concentrated. Or they've like edited together really well. Cause yeah. There's a few more things that he's been in that he's tried to dance in. You're like, oh, no, stop it, Dad. Stop dancing. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, so that was... Um, when that his was parents like, first leave. Yeah, well, that's his first, like, attempt at being rebellious. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, everything starts going downhill. So, yeah, the next other famous scene that we go to is when... Um, so when the guy from Princeton... So he accidentally <laughs> set up that the uh, guy from Princeton... They, like. He, they're the ones who... The admissions. Admissions. Mm. Yeah. The admissions guy was coming to have a talk to him and it happened to be the night that they set up the brothel. Of all the double bookings I've ever done for myself, none of them have, have been quite as bad as my house is a brothel as the Princeton, Princeton yeah. admissions guy is coming over. But like, yeah, it may have worked to his favour because uh, the guy was so chill. Like He just kind of walked in and kind of looked around like as they're in the office talking about stuff and talking about his GPA is not that good and, you know... It's his nice SATs list. weren't that good. Yeah, and he has to really take some tests if he's to um, actually have any chance of getting in. And like, at one point, Lana comes in and is like, does this couch fold out? And so I'm like, oh, not the right time. And he kind of makes a face then. But otherwise, he's surprisingly, like, stoic and chill. Yeah, and he's kind of a little bit smirky. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if he's, like, a little bit making fun of... Joel, like, I couldn't really pick if he was, yeah, having a little, like, ugh, yeah. what a waste of my time. Like, oh, this is so silly. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't, like, shocked and appalled at what he was seeing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was, that was kind of a strange thing. Mm. And no police are called. No, it's no, quite no, rowdy. Not. Like, one of the girls goes out the front and she's, like, calling out who's up next. Like, they're not being subtle or no. quiet. No, about it like, at all. And then we saw neighbor, the neighbor's kids like watching and staring. So like, <laughs> yeah. it was as if no one, it was, yeah, that was, that is kind of strange. Maybe because I guess it's a one-off thing. That yeah. Just like, I guess we'll just see if this happens again. <laughs> uh, so the, in that moment when um, he kind of realizes this is not going super well and I'm probably not going to get into Princeton and Lana comes in and is like, so how's it going? He's like, oh, that's where your gift comes from as well. Yeah, my favorite gift. <laughs> it's the only one you can use on Instagram stories, really. But it's him, like, putting on his glasses and he's just that, that head shake smile thing. What does he say? Like, I guess it's University of Illinois. University of Illinois, yeah. And, and he's like, it's, a, it's a great moment. So he actually says to the guy, like, I guess you just got to say, what the fuck? Yeah. And Pulls a cigarette out. <laughs> yeah. But then you see that the admissions guy kind of goes and invest like has a look around what's going on and gets caught up in it so yeah which we later find out works to joel's advantage yeah so he's good on all those people for being condoning this <laughs> that's right because he's studying business yeah and he's actually running quite a good yeah brothel business in his house because oh that's another one of the other characters his best friend who's even more naive than joel who i can't remember his character's name but he's paid by the guy who played balky oh yeah Strangers. is it something like barry or is it barry barry or something yeah yeah well, there's Daggy names. I know, Barry and Miles. <laughs> yeah, like he comes in and his job is to be like doing, using them as like an accountant. accounting, <laughs> yeah, working it all out. And so I guess they sort of see that it's actually running it like a legitimate business yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and, which... um, and Joel's role is like sales, like he's rummaging up business. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like drumming up business and like... You, had to, you spent $60 on a date and you didn't get, you know, to ruin her afterwards. Like, well, you used to spend $100 and you get the whole package. You get a short like, thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Thanks, Joel. Wow. And you see a clip of all the boys going to the bank and cashing in their bonds Their bonds? As well. yeah, like, 
bonds. I've never even really heard of a bond. No. Like, it's just something I see in movies. I guess yeah. rich people love their bonds. I guess yeah. it's like, Good old bonds. Yeah. Good then cash my bonds. And I go, what? <laughs> hey, where's an underwear brand here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he manages to, you know, make enough money, gets the car fixed, which mm. is like it drives out and is like perfect condition. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes, thank you. Imagine that would have cost a fortune. Like, no, because when they open the doors for it, like all this water and just fish. <laughs> fish comes like, out. So many fish. It's like, watch your feet, boys. Yeah. Fish. <laughs> fish is flapping everywhere. <laughs> And, like, it would have been all gross and stingy. I don't imagine it wouldn't have been a particularly nice lake. Or maybe it is because it's a rich part of town. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so he gets that fixed. Um, but he still has some unresolved business with Guido. So Guido is really mad because basically Lana and her best friend have left him. And they're, like, his top earners. Yes. And he's furious because he's obviously losing a lot of money and he's an abusive piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So... You know, he, Joel's taken him and he's like this sweet, bumbling, innocent boy. And, you know, Guido has no time for that at all. So Guido, <laughs> he's kind of forgotten that uh, Guido has it out for him. And Guido gets revenge by stealing all his furniture. I love that moment so much because he's literally walking past, like walking through his house, counting his money. Yeah. And you you see before he does because he walks past the lounge room and there's nothing, nothing in there. Nothing, not even a rug. <laughs> no rug, no painting on the wall like nothing it's just an empty room so you have that realization before he does and then yep. he re- realizes and yep yeah shits himself so uh he manages actually he rings lana was like so he's taking all my furniture what do i do and guido's there and he's like well <laughs> uh mr business guy you can buy it all back from me and yep. he literally has to buy it all back. and all the profits he made he has to pay back yeah but he short 300 dollars for the fucking egg <laughs> Goddamn egg. And uh, like Joel's so resigned by that point. And like the one of the girls who's with Guido is like, here's the egg. And he like chucks it and he does like <gasps> his big leap and catches it. And like he just paid for that egg. Why would you throw <laughs> it across the room yep. and, and across the lawn? And did you notice like how little furniture there seemed to be on the lawn? I know. It's like a whole house worth of furniture. Obviously they, they hadn't actually touched the top floor but yeah no beds that i noticed it just looked like what like one room yeah like one small room worth of furniture it was and meanwhile his parents are on the way back from the airport oh yeah that's so what we realized, intercut yeah. with like his parents like at the airport like why hasn't he picked us up must be there must be something wrong and he has to like put it all back in and I'm like the guys are <laughs> arguing about like you shouldn't mix eras like all the different china <laughs> like the pedantics of just that just get it in <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, what did you think of the uh, random scene where they fuck on a train? Oh, again, very easily influenced because yeah. he's just looking at his dad's model train like while the brothel house is going and yeah. she's like, I want to have sex on a real train. And he's just like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and like this weird tiny one carriage yeah. train and like they, a drunk guy keeps staring at them and, and he like, so, carries him off. Yeah, he's so desperate to get it on with Lana that he pushes this man off the train. And it's a rank train. Like I was listening yeah. to another podcast that reviewed this movie and they actually looked at like a little bit of research and were like, that, that sort of train didn't really exist. So there was no one carriage trains that operated like that. It was like kind of weird and it was so dirty. It like, was gross. And I mean, they didn't take much off. She just like takes off her knickers and sits on him and I'm like but gross like I don't have any germs and yeah that that gave uh Guido and the other girl the time to yeah take care of oh which is yeah like was it a setup Mm. Mm. so yeah they fuck on a train to um that Phil Collins song what is it called in the air tonight in the air tonight I can't stand Phil Collins (laughs) and uh that song like I I don't hate it but because it's Phil Collins 
I want to hate it. And like, yeah, I get passionately fucking in public on a train to the sound. I found the soundtrack really interesting because most of like the score's done by Tangerine Dream, so it's all like just 80s synth, like yeah, really dreamy, and sometimes it's pumpy, but it's mostly just synth, like electronic music. And then every now and again, you get a song, like, yeah. Yeah, like there was a Journey song and there's a Prince song. Yeah. There's a Sting song, but they're all really subtle. I'm like, pump those 80s tunes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you would probably love the soundtrack. A friend yeah. of mine has the vinyl. I'm like, oh, oh that would be so yeah. good. They won't give it to me though, bastards. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically uh, that is the gist of it. And yeah. so this movie, yeah, it just, it just gets really grim and – it's kind of like, I wouldn't say anti-capitalism, but it's very mm. critical yeah. of capitalism and, you know, just doing things for money versus doing things you enjoy or, yeah. you know, all the other reasons. And he... Or to told, help out his fellow man as he, like, made fun of when... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he just he kind of realised, like, oh, capitalism is kind of a bit messed up, hey? Like, yeah. we're, we're just constantly going to do things to make money to yeah. either get on in life or enjoy life. And, you know, he's kind of realizes that what else they say like uh yeah so tackles things like materialism mm. uh loss of innocence coming of age and capitalism yeah and, yeah, and i guess is, which is so much darker than yeah ever expect Not just instead a, of like i lost my virginity 80s romp i went and did some crazy things and drove my principal wild <laughs> yeah just yeah so i i like it it was a lot darker than some people say oh what's Ricky's business i'm like you should watch it like it's actually yeah not very what different expect. than what you'd expect and like mm. joel yeah grows up a lot and I and that, found it interesting, like, they kind of hint to how cyclical it is as well because when Dad is really impressed that he's getting into Princeton, yeah. when the admissions guy calls and says, you're going to Princeton, and he hugs Joel and says, yeah, sometimes you just have to say, what the heck? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So maybe Dad <laughs> did some shady house brothel things in his time too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so it was, um, yeah, just kind of like everything everything he did had like a – some sort of horrible repercussion yeah. and then yeah, it was just kind of come back in circles yeah. constantly to bite him in the ass. Like I finally, I've done this terrible thing. I have to spend all this money, but I've managed to work out how to make money to fix it. But then the mm. money I've got, I now have to spend on, on all this. And the thing that I think the thing I don't like about the ending, we're going to talk about the two different endings in yes. a sec, but the mum like comes in and she's like, I trust you. And then she's like, Joel, come here. There is a crack in my egg. <laughs> And, like, suddenly she's, like, hardcore about it. It's like, how do you notice that? She noticed it across the room. Yeah. And, you know, how did she, how do you notice that? And not that the entire house has been, rem- like, everything's, <laughs> everything's been, been moved. Back. Like, you did such a good job. But she noticed that crack in the egg. And it's like, I'm so disappointed. Like, storms off. I'm like, yeah. oh, my Lord. Like, priorities, woman. <laughs> that was a strange thing. So, yeah, so the ending, it's kind of fascinating. So, like I said, the director, Paul Brookman, uh, he set, shot this specific ending that is kind of more pessimistic mm. than anything. And the studio was like, no, that's too that's too much of a downer. Yeah. You need to make it. So it's actually pretty subtle when you watch the two different things. But it's just the like their inflection and everything. Like he asked her, Did you, was it a setup? And she's like, no, that kind of thing. And like, we're not going to see each other for a while, but that's okay. Like if one is more positive. Yeah the way they frame it and that's the one they had to do and Paul Brookman's like fuck this yeah rubbish <laughs> and but the, the actual I think yeah I think the original ending would did suit it yeah a lot more yeah where it was just kind of like yeah so I, that's the line where he talks about like hi I'm Joel I deal in human fulfillment I grossed over eight thousand dollars 
isn't life grand? Yeah. But then that's like the version he wanted. And then the actual other version's like, oh, the time of your life kind of thing. Like, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a slight change in the line. Yeah. Like, go from like, eh, life grand to, I'm the time of my life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was kind of interesting, but I wish, yeah, I can see why he was upset. Yeah. I, I think the original ending fits a lot better. Yeah. But, you know, studios, like, hey. look at this grim movie, but make sure you tack on a happy ending. And yeah. Cause they like, be it, okay. it ends with like them joking together, like, him mirroring her lines from the start yeah like he's oh like, yeah like how much how much you got on you kind of yeah yeah which is pretty, that's pretty funny well yeah that's that's the uh movie sort of wrapped up uh tom cruiseisms not a lot because it's like i said like really one of his first yeah films. like this is his one that made him break out in fact rebecca de mornay who is lana mm. that was her breakout role too oh like, wow yeah. so not a lot of true um, tom cruiseisms he like when he's running to school at one point he's yeah he like late. runs up to the door and then runs through the hall yeah. but he does a really great run i thought up yeah, the it, stairs yeah to lana's apartment oh yeah 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 because yeah, so he like couple, he's pumping yeah, those you arms see, you really see him like getting the tom cruise run yeah like sort of down pat what's the what are the tom cruise's stunts i guess there's not really i mean there's a push in the car and it's definitely well, the, and then there's the like jumping over the piano and the oh yeah like leaping to catch, to the, catch egg. The, the egg um so the for limited stunts but he obviously did it would he have raced the porsche as well you know when yeah, there's that he, bit where he's doing donuts in the i reckon it would be well yeah. i assume i mean now he is like he can drive Formula One cars. Like, he can drive mm. just about any vehicle you can put to him at the moment. Like, you know, you know Top Gun 2, he flies the jet. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, Porsche is nothing. I talk about this in every podcast. I'm like, Top Gun 2. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that movie to come out. So, yeah, so, I mean, maybe when he was doing, like, all the car racing, I wonder mm. when he was, like, 21, if he'd already learned how to speed around yeah get ready for the Simon impossible movies because there were a couple of porsches that they used weren't there like they yeah. had a couple they so. had to yeah they had different ones now i really want one of those like i've always <laughs> wanted a silver porsche and i actually know someone who has one and i've driven it and it was the best time of my life but i want one like that and <laughs> don't put it like, in lake michigan yeah i'll try not to <laughs> the brisbane river <laughs> Uh, the only other thing was that Tom Cruise smile, and I, th- I guess this is probably the first time like we really see like the proper cheesy Tom yeah. Cruise smile. It's a wonderful time. I highly recommend looking at the GIF of it. <laughs> it's such a good GIF. Yeah. You you want the Porsche? I want a pair of Ray Bans now after that. Yeah, because every time he's like, I think they skyrocketed after that. Yeah, the same as whatever gla- the aviators he wore in Top Gun. Like mm. they just go up. Everyone's like, but I want to look like Tom Cruise. I want that blazer and those Ray Bans. Yeah. Oh, he's a little. <laughs> Great blazer. Yeah. Like in the 80s, they're all so long. They always covered like right <laughs> over their bums. Yeah. Like you poor daggy boy. <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably all for Tom Cruise's. Mm. Um, not a lot. So we should, we should rate the movie. Um, I noticed Rotten Tomatoes rates at 96%. Wow. Which is really high, like really highly yeah. rated compared to Cocktail, which I've just talked about recently, which was like 5%. What? Yeah, it's so badly reviewed. And I mean, this movie is far better than Cocktail, but Cocktail yeah. is still, like, a fun movie. Yeah. And it's still, it's kind of a little bit back, it's back kind of being capitalism critical as well. Yeah. But anyway, the, that's the difference between those two movies. Um, wow, nice. So wow. we will review, we'll rate them. Mm. I'll go first. Um, yes. I'm going to rate this movie, I'll probably give it a four. Mm. Yeah, four, I'll get four stupid bloody gold, uh, crystal eggs. <laughs> 
out of five. I have, crack to, in it. I have to agree with your four because even though I love 80s teen movies and especially when they're really frivolous, yeah. like Breakfast Club, like Ferris Bueller, I did like that they kept me on that ride the whole yeah. time. Like it was really entertaining. The tension was just right. So, yeah, I would give it four Guido the Killer Pimps. <laughs> <laughs> Guido the Killer Pimps chain. <laughs> out of five. Just imagine he had to pull up, pluck all his chest hairs out of it Ooh. every day. Ooh. It was, yeah. He's so slimy. He was such a slimy boy. Uh, that is Risky Business all summed up. Uh, yeah, I really, really recommend that if you have avoided it because you've thought it's just like, you know, Ferris Bueller, kind of John Hughes, kind of yeah. soppy little losing the virginity romance thing. It is not. It no. is, it is um, a lot more commentary than you would expect. Yeah. Amanda, where do we find you on the internet? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest. I'm at Hartley Love. So that's H-A-R-T-L-E-Y-L-O-V-E. Excellent. Uh, I keep forgetting to actually plug my own plug social yourself. media stuff. Which, <laughs> Cara, where can we find you? Uh, you can find, so for this podcast on Instagram, it is Tom Cruise Reviews. And on in, on Twitter, it is Tom Cruise Review with no S on the end because it wouldn't let me add the extra letter. Rude. I didn't actually know Twitter like limited your yeah. username. I was furious and I could not <laughs> think of anything else to do. So it's Tom Cruise Review. And I also have kind of recently done my website, which is TomCruiseReviews.com. It is very basic, but I spent a lot of time doing it. So you should all so have a look, at, look it. at it. <laughs> all right. That's us talking about risky business. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Thank you.